He said it's gonna rain for 40 days and nights. You better build that ark and seal it tight. Noah, grab your family and all the. Welcome to episode number 248 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome Parker and Alexander. That's. That's. Those names sound familiar. Oh, that's because it's the duo that also makes up Spaghetti Eddie. Oh, interesting. Brendan Parker and Eric Alexander from Spaghetti Eddie have a new project called Parker and Alexander, and it's a little bit different. That song you just heard is called Noah, and it's from their brand new record. It's called All of Us, Bible Songs for Everyone. And if you've been a listener to the Good Stuff Kids podcast over the last almost four years, that's right, four years, you may have noticed that I, I've talked to a lot of, of musicians who are recording Jewish music. That's, that's, that's where I come from. That's my roots a little bit. I have spent a lot of time in my life playing Jewish music, and I've gotten to know a lot of Jewish musicians who are creating Jewish music, some for kids, some for adults, some for just anyone. And this is my first opportunity to really talk to someone uh, two friends, I would say, because you know you may know that Spaghetti Eddie was on episode number 128 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, where we talked about their Spaghetti Eddie music. But this is the first time I've gotten to talk to to, to folks who are making music that it, that are Bible stories that you can call, you know, what I would call the Torah, right? Five books of the Torah: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. For Catholics and other denominations of the Christian tradition, they would call that the Old Testament. Anyway, it was really fun for me to talk to to Parker and Alexander about this and to get their takes and to talk about the music and and you know we got a little bit uh, we got a little bit into it as we tend to do here on the Good Stuff Kids podcast where we talked about some of the tone of the music like literally the tone the sounds that you hear and how it's different for some of the songs versus others. Really, really cool. I really, really loved talking to Parker and Alexander, and I thought that this was an important episode to get out sort of as soon as possible because for now, you know, I'm stuck in my house. I've been home with my kids for the last week, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be a time in the near future where we're back at work and back at school in a way that we're used to. But I think for a lot of people, religion, whether it be Judaism or Christianity or Islam or any religion, really Buddhism, it gives us something to hold on to. It gives us something to to make our world make sense. And it's values, right? It's treating people the way that you want to be treated. That's the golden rule, and I think it applies to everyone. And it was really, really great for me personally to be able to think about those kinds of things through the course of this conversation with Parker and Alexander. Okay? Does that make sense? Did I babble? I may have babbled. It's all right, though. It's all right. Here is Parker and Alexander. Stay tuned all the way to the end for their song, Noah, from their brand new record, All of Us, Bible Songs for Everyone. Good stuff. It's... 
it's a great day. It's uh, it's an interesting day, and we'll get into some of that in, in a few minutes. And and uh, but I'm thrilled and pumped and excited to welcome back my buddies from Spaghetti Eddie, Brendan Parker, and Eric Alexander to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Thanks for having us. Doing as well as we can be. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes. <laughs> so let's do a yeah, little a little one word answer for me. All right, yeah. Off to a good start. <laughs> this is how we like these things to go. So can you guys just introduce yourselves so we can uh, hear some vocal distinguishing because it is audio, right? Yes, uh, I will go. I have a, a bit of a gravelly voice this morning. My name is Brendan Parker and I am me. <laughs> My name's Eric Alexander. I'm the other half of Parker and Alexander and Spaghetti Awesome. So we'll we'll get to uh, the the difference between the the names for the two different projects. But we should say that we're talking. It's it, there's a lot of things going on that are very ominous. Um, it's Friday the thirteenth, and uh, we are sort of in the thick of, uh, or maybe not the thick of. Hopefully the thick of. Hopefully it doesn't get thicker than this of the uh, the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen stuff. And we were talking this morning about what we're what we are doing with our families, but that's not why we're talking today. We are talking because this is a really good diversion to talk about some really, really good music. And um, so I'm going to turn it over to you guys now just to, to tell us a little bit about this new project, which is called Parker and Alexander present a record called All of Us Bible Songs for Everyone. So so give us a little bit of some some background before we really dive in. Okay, uh, I'll, I guess I'll start, and only because that's kind of how we're doing this here and there. But um, the album, the the idea was presented to us by a, a fan of ours who has grandkids, uh, a gentleman named John Kenny, and his idea was to create an album of Bible stories in song form that were, you know, telling the tales that are that are that are around for centuries, and and but kind of creating a more modern more uh almost spaghetti sounding music than what is already out there which is i think it's kind of a, a unique in the sense of the sound of the, the actual music and everything so um it just kind of snowballed from a song or two to a full-length 10 song album and we're very proud of the songs and the music itself and uh, john is too and we had a blast making the record nice um Eric, anything you want to to add to that piece about how the the collaboration came together? Is that that's the synopsis? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it I think it's something that I kind of daydreamed about uh, before in the past. So it was kind of fun to have uh, to have John have this idea and kind of spur it on uh, with I with not only the idea of it but you know actual lyrical uh content and already pre-thought out stories of what we could do with it and, you know I, I one of the beauties of it too is that we we were just we just started on it with one song you know it wasn't something that i think from the get-go we were uh pondering as being an entire album or collection of songs uh, we just started with one and it turned out it turned out great we loved it we had fun doing it and then it the next thing you know, we're working on number two and number three and number four and over a number of months. So that's why the songs don't really have um, they don't just have some super cohesive sound. They kind of can jump personalities a little bit. Right. It was a little bit of a drawn out process. But as we got toward the end of recording 
you know, probably six and seven, that's when we realize we probably need to <laughs> figure out what we do and steps to an entire record because that's what this is nearly become. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, so that's interesting. Um, and I should say before, before I ask the next question, if you are interested in the spaghetti Eddie and getting the full background, you should go back to episode number 128 of the good stuff kids podcast, which is the first time we talked, which is about the sort of the formation of the band, how you guys got together. And this is a, a, a different kind of conversation based primarily on this record. So you mentioned that there was one song to start it. Which of the songs on the record was the first one? Brendan, surely you know this. I, be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe it was in the beginning which is the second song on the album, but that was the first one that John gave us. After that order, I'm not sure of, but I remember that being like, oh, this is, and it, we, we gave it the full-on Spaghetti Eddie treatment, you know, like catchy catchy songs, you know, fun poppy hooks and great background vocals and all that kind of fun stuff. So that's what kind of set the, that set the bar for the album, which was great. And like Eric said, then it was kind of like, oh, he, lo- he liked that song. And, and he's like, well, I got another one in the works. And so there were, definitely delays between each one. So after that order, like I said, I'm not really sure, but that was the one that kicked it off. Right. So, and what I think is interesting and, and help me help me with this, right. Is that like, I look at the first, I would say five songs, right. The first five tracks and they're pretty universal, right. They're pretty universal for, for, I, for the, um, what we would call the Bible. Right. And, and some people would say old Testament, what I would call Torah. Um, and, Mm-hmm. Was it, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, we talked a little bit about the tone of each of the songs. Was there like, <clears throat> how much effort was there put into finding the right musical tone for these particular pieces? You know, thinking about Noah and thinking about Jonah and and the whale. Like these these are stories that that folks know. And putting a different kind of spin on it had to be an interesting kind of challenge. You know, yes. uh, I, I, I'm going to answer for Brendan here because uh, <laughs> I, I, I just because I just want to basically um, <laughs> do it. I think, you know, what's fun about uh, about this is that, though, Mike, that it may sound like I, I mean, a lot of times uh, when you're when you're writing stuff like this, you have to really go into pondering like the direction. But, uh, you know, that you can take something. Uh, uh, production-wise and all that, you know, like what genre are we going to push it toward? Let, I mean, people could spend days and days on just the conversations before they even start doing anything. Well, when you work with Brendan, yeah, it it, do, it doesn't work. That's not how it works. <laughs> you just, basically, basically, when you hire us and we make something, it sounds like Spaghetti Eddie. I mean, and, right. you know, I always joke about this, and Brendan's probably sick of hearing it, but every time we make something, it sounds like Simon and Garfunkel had a baby with Weezer. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just what it—it it sounds like us. You know, uh-huh. every time, and it's just either that's something that you're into or or not. You know, and uh, John, fortunately, was a, a fan of that sound, and that's exactly what we gave him, just because that's what we make, and it kind of comes out naturally. You know. Right. I mean, it's interesting that you you say Weezer, right? Weezer is a band that I think we all grew up loving, um, and and they also have a, a Jonas song, and uh, I think that's a uh, yeah, it's, that's a that's an interesting one, right? So, um, so I I agree with you, right? I agree that these songs sound like Spaghetti Eddie, and they sound like I would hope uh, a Spaghetti Eddie 
album of this kind of thing would sound like. But then there's some like different, there's some different sounds, right? Like, and I think that the 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 subject matter pushes it in a different sort of minor key direction. And I'm I'm going all the way to track ten, which is three dark days, which is, um, I mean, I think, and that's the that's the story of you know the end of jesus's life right and i turn to you all to like correct me on any of these things that i say incorrectly just because i am i'm educated on this stuff but i don't know everything and all about it so if i say something that's wrong i will not be offended if you step in and be like uh hold up kid like that's not the thing but like there's some dark material in there and that's not necessarily what i would think of would be something that would necessarily be uh comfortable for you all in 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 a songwriting way or was it a good chance to explore some different textures that's a great that is a great point because i agree in terms of the content is different from what we normally produce partly because we were given the content and then we created the song based around it and kind of like eric said it depended on kind of what the song was about and we were where we it might go to a minor minor sound or a bigger larger sound versus kind of a jazzy vibe you know so like three dark days is definitely right on that thing and so is um uh, ten commandments is a great you know it's 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 nothing we've never made a sound like that and that mm-hmm. was while well, that song specifically was eric so which is also interesting on this album there are songs where i don't even i'm not even involved in 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 the song itself as far as the actual recording of it like Three Dark Days was all Eric vocals, and so was Ten Commandments. And then we kind of had some other songs where he would take the bridge, or I would, you know, I'd do all the verses and chorus, and he'd hit the. the it, so it was a very fun way of doing it differently, and we totally just embraced it and went with it because, considering the content itself, we're just we're just throwing it all, we're just jumping in full bore on it, you know, and just trying to make the best album we can with the content we have. So. I thought it worked out swimmingly, and like you said, that last song is—it's a heavy song, but it—we we did it in a way where we wanted to like really finish the album strong to be like, and it's in chronological order in terms of the, the actual stories of the Bible. So, if we were going to end it, we were going to end it big with one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest stories in there. So, yeah. I think that's kind of how we 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 looked at it like that. Yeah, it, that and and it's it's uh, it's great, right? Like just so, song structure wise, melody wise, like. I, Eric, I think that you and I listen to the same music. I mean, I think all three of us listen to the same music, but like, I, I just like, I like, it bent my ear. Well, I'll put it that way, right? Like it appealed to my sensibilities musically. So, so let's work backwards a little bit. What, you know, a song like the Lord's Prayer, I can, I can sort of, uh, I can put this in, in a way that I understand it because I collaborate a lot with a friend of mine who's, who's done a lot of Jewish music and, and put liturgy right like the words of the prayers to music and oh yeah and um so i i get i get it right and it's really hard to do and it's really hard and and i don't know and again this is where i i am a little um i guess ignorant is the word just because i don't know but i don't know if there's a lot of of music for kids out there that's that's tackling things like the lord's prayer so so was that song challenging for you or did that come, you know, did John have those lyrics set up and you were like, all right, great. Like there's a, there's a scheme here that we can put to music. Well, I know uh, John wrote the Lord's prayer. He's got a big, <laughs> <laughs> but I give, I did the, uh, um, the three dark days kind of, I think, uh, uh, well, I 
think Brendan kind of put that ball in my court a little bit, just just because we had to we had to really comb through that one and make sure that we kind of made the lyrics a little bit more uh, I don't know ac- accurate, you know, as far as the resurrection goes. But and uh, but as far as the um, as far as the Lord's Prayer, Brendan kind of uh, uh, Brendan has a lot more ownership of, of you know things that went on in that one, and I think. I think he had some preconceived ideas of what he was going to do as a as a rock progression, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when he brought it in, I thought, dude, this is this is Jimmy Eat World, you know. Yes. Uh, no one, no <laughs> yes. One, I, I remember looking at him and laughing. I'm like, no one has ever recorded the Lord's Prayer like this, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So well, that, that and I grew up, I grew up Catholic grade school, high school, and I remember singing the Lord's Prayer, but in a very I don't want to say ominous because it, that doesn't have necessarily the best connotation, but it was a very much a more kind of like upright and, and, you know, very, uh, you know, it's, it, it didn't hit me as much as I thought it could. And I thought, okay, well, here's our chance to, to not rewrite it because, you know, it was, it was already written pretty much. There yeah. were some extra lyrics in the version that John gave us that we kind of battled with on being like, I don't know if we add these to try to kind of, it was kind of like, it was the line from the prayer and then an explanation line kind of a thing back and forth. And I thought this song's going to be really long if we do that. And right. it's going to kind of kill the vibe if we are, if we're really trying to like flow through it. So I just came up with the melody and a simple kind of chord progression on guitar. And then Eric added his magic to it. And we just made it sound like, like a rocking kind of like, like I can picture it being a re- you know, another one. that's really big. Cause this stuff is so important to so many people that right. we, to make it to make it where it is unique and different, but still holds the same holds the same weight in terms of the of the idea and, and the and the actual lyrics and what they stand for. We thought, let's let me. Why would we hold back on anything? So it turned out that was one of the songs too. I'm so we're so proud of all of them, but that one especially is. It was the easiest one to write because it was already written. But <laughs> it's like we just had a blast making it, and we're we're still kind of working through how we would play some of these songs live. We did a little bit of a release party last weekend and we played pretty much the first four or five songs on the album actually first four and then another one but we've yet to work out some of those live kinks but that one yeah we're proud of that one too it, it turned out pretty good yeah like i could see that you know i've been in situ you know there's small prayer experiences right where you go to your to to the place where you pray and there's like 20 25 people and and then i've also been in larger scale experiences where there's like 5000 people and i know that there's yeah. you know I, where we live in in houston or where i live there's like mega mega churches i guess that's the way to say it and i can see this like your your all's version of the lord's prayer just being something that people can latch onto and gravitate to and and have such a positive and powerful connection to and i think that there's a lot to that i think it's not just the words and i think that you're all you all agree with me on this but like for me a lot of the meaning that is attached to prayer comes through the music right and if if it's a killer like if it's a well-written song right with like hooks and 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 it just sounds good like i'm gonna be into it and I think that you all hit that on the nose with this one. So I, I don't, that, that's not a question. That's more of like a statement and a thank you. So, but, um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. We, we, like we said, we're very, we're very happy that these songs, cause you know, spaghetti stuff is great. We love it. And it, it hits people in different ways, you know, 
it makes them think of uh, being a kid again, or even kids, you know, learn songs and learn things through them. But this one, it just had so much more depth to it, and the impact could be so much broader in terms of if it finds the right people in the right places, which were obviously, it only came out mid-January, so it's still pretty fresh in, in terms right. of that. But we, I had the same thought process as you, and especially with that song being like, this could be on a stage. We, someone could be playing this on speakers or on stage in front of, like you said, 5,000 people, and it could be really, it could really mean something to, to all those people, yep. which it still does in terms of the prayer itself. But yes, we hope that it has that same impact. Right, like the, there's something about and this is science and I don't know, you guys are scientists. I'm not, but there's something about like the, the melody and the meaning and the words and just like the emotional connection. And I, I think it's the best part of music. And I think tying something very meaningful in with like meaningful music is just, it's just where it's at. That's awesome. So, so tell me about um, um, being a fuddy duddy. Tell me about the song, all of us. <laughs> uh eric you can take this one if you want it well i i mean yeah it's it's got a funny that opening lyric is real catchy uh, shoulda woulda coulda wish i coulda kind of day cruddy <laughs> buddy duddy it's a bummer to feel that way yeah i mean i think i think all everybody has bad days you know i, I think the the to me the big message is when people when people you know take on the um Take on the uh, Christ as and, and and have made the statement. You know, I'm going to give my life to Christ, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Him take over all the worries and things that are going on because I can't deal. I can't do this. This life is too big for just me. And when people come to that conclusion, I think a lot of people, uh, uh, some, if they're not if they're uninformed, will think. This is this is the end all be all fix for life, you know. And uh, you know, and the truth is, well, you're still going to have some really cruddy, fuddy duddy days, you know. And uh, there's still going to be lots of anguish and pain and all sorts of things are happening in the world, you know, and and in our families. And I mean, the beauty is uh, that really what we what we learn is now now we don't have to feel so uh, so isolated and alone when those things do inevitably happen and death and families, everything that just yanks us down, you know, uh, psychologically and mentally. Now we've got somewhere to go. You know, yeah. we, when it, you, it's truly like, there's no wonder that people find Christ in, in, in prisons and in jail and in an isolated situation. Cause they find out that, you know, I can be totally alone and with God, I can actually still, I can actually still feel like I have a purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and and I do. I find out that I do. And even though uh, things don't look don't look so great to the rest of the world, you know. Yeah. But yeah. My long winded way. Right? No, I think that like we're we're approaching like uh, like college level religion classes in some ways here. But I think it's really uh, it's really important, especially now, like on this day that we sp that we are speaking about, especially what you just said. Like these are the times when when religion becomes more important. You mentioned prisoners in jail, like like finding a, a guiding principle or a guiding point and bringing people together. Like a lot of the way that I approach religion is that it brings people together. Like that's what it's there for. That's what it does. It gives people a support system. So I'm going to try to make this, this point here and, and I may not do a good job, but I'm going to try 
I think that we're this, here for you. Oh, thank you. Get my back on this. But I think that <laughs> this record, right, is timely and important because we're in a situation where we are um, being encouraged to be socially distant, right? And if we're being socially distant, that means that we are not amongst community. But this music that you have, if people are listening to this music and finding the meaning within it, you're creating this community sort of outside of the walls of the church or outside of the walls of the religious institution that's going to prove to be extremely important as we sort of move through what's happening in our world today. Okay. Did I do it? Did I get there? That makes sense. Very much so. Yes. I I agree with you. And I'm, I'm hopefully people find the music and use it in the way that does do exactly what you said. And that's, that's the goal of the album. Really. I mean, we love playing and writing and performing and doing all the things, but if we can have another kind of impact on someone's life or a group's life or whatever with through our, through the music we've created is it's like such a bonus for us, mm-hmm. you know? So thank you for saying all that. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's uh it's values, right? It's the values that we hold as a, as a, a, you know, as a world community. And I think it's really important, you know, no matter who you believe in, but like everyone's going to have a bad day. That's what it's, it happens. Um, so I know that that these songs would be really good in like a Sunday school setting. Have you all done any like thinking about bringing the the uh, the Parker and Alexander experience to some some churches or houses of worship on uh, on Sundays to see how things go? Um, you know, Eric and I have, we've we we know we can play most of the songs in front of people because that's. Ultimately, what, what we like to do, right? It's right? what you, it's you what know, you do. It's who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's the way. So and nowadays, it's especially the way most musicians make a living or a part-time living. Anyway, is the, is the live shows because you know we've all read the articles on where the music industry is going in terms of CDs and downloads and streaming royalties and all that kind of stuff. But we've definitely discussed it, and we're we're hoping. Again, the world is in a weird place right now, but we are hoping to kind of work that in through other ideas that we me and Eric and John and other people have discussed in terms of the songs to kind of maybe create different ways it's being used or could be used in those settings. And Sunday school, vacation Bible schools, all those, all those things where there's just, like you said, a community forms and all based around on these ideas and beliefs. And if we can contribute to that, we would gladly do that. So it's, it's definitely something we're we're working on and um, we'd love to, to explore and down, down the road. Right. And that's not, that's definitely it's not necessarily like a uh, a a question that can be answered at this exact time, right? But I do think that there's a, there's a need, you know, just for you guys to get out there and do what you do. <laughs> so let's let's well, get this. We love it. We yeah, do love it. Yeah, there's let's get this uh, let's get this situation locked in. So so we didn't talk much about the um, I would say like the first five songs, the 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 Bible songs, the Old Testament, the Torah songs, just because like I feel like I have a understanding of those but i would love to hear from you all if there's one or two of those that you think are like that you're particularly proud of so you know celebration of creation in the beginning noah jonah uh ten commandments uh, just take us a little bit through through one or two of those i'll let eric start on this one because i bet i know what he's gonna say but i'm gonna see if i'm right oh i oh, love boy. this i love this i have, actually, I have no <laughs> i have no words <laughs> I just, you know, it's uh, um, I w- the first thing that pops to mind is that you, 
you can you can tell which you can tell which songs uh, were more uh, a little bit more of, of Brendan's brainchild or which ones were mine. Um, you know, just and uh, which is great because we write differently. You know, if we're apart from each other, and uh, we'll gravitate toward kind of doing our own signature uh, style of writing and chord changes and all that. But um, I mean, I I love working on all those songs just because. They're just such a, a different way of telling those stories. You know, I've heard the story of Jonah and Noah a million times, but but to hear them with those funny, goofy, repeated things that, I mean, I would have never come up with that, but <laughs> Brendan's way of delivering, and with the great big gulp, and, you know, I mean, right, right. it's pretty funny. That and, is some fun. spaghetti Eddie, you know? right, yeah. It, yeah. it is very, it is very spaghetti Eddie, and uh, they were just a, they're just a joy to to produce you know just yeah. really just really fun ways of telling the stories that we've heard a bunch of times you know yeah definitely well he eric didn't go he didn't say what i wanted him to say so i'll say this <laughs> him. i think all yeah again echoing the same answer that he gave that he was a it was great to work on every every song because i always enjoy eric and i think if we had the chance we could just hold up and work on music and produce things for for ever and have a blast doing so i've eric and i literally have played shows where we've started laughing so hard we can't even finish a song because of some goofy thing that he mumbles into the microphone or <laughs> me saying the wrong lyric and it just it just goes to, it goes nowhere after that so we we really enjoy spending time together and working together but i would say of all the songs i think that 10 commandments personally the fact that it's written the way it's written that it sounds so good that it hits all the marks and then has that cool kind of like jazzy vibe sound. I was thoroughly impressed on that. And I mean, and I, you know, I, I write songs as well, but like the fact that he nailed it like that and that was all Eric. I mean, it was like, I didn't, I didn't have one, I didn't have one even remote like help on that. Like yeah. he just crushed it. So those types of things that impresses me like, you know, to no end. And then, you know, we, we actually did collaborate on a lot of them too. And, but like he said, we kind of independently worked on stuff because Eric's got, you know, this is my, I love playing music, but I've got a day job that does not involve being a musician. Eric, though, for the most part, like he lives in the music world. He's producing, he's creating ads for, for, for local companies or national companies and working with other artists on production. So like he's in that life. And for him, it's, it's like, he's just, he's just very good at what he does. So mm -hmm. when I can be involved, especially maybe laying a foundation for a song and then it just builds from there, especially with his expertise and, and our collaboration, it was just a blast. But I think the I think the 10 commandments, it, it was such, I didn't even, I didn't want to think about writing it because it was just so much, so much information to think about. I can list these 10 things in this, in this course to this bridge <laughs> and they have to make sense. Like I was just like, no way. So yeah. that's the one I think is the most, uh, most, uh, that was my favorite on the album. So. Oh, that's great. Well, I, w one thing that brings me a lot of joy in talking to you all is just how, um, how much you like being together and working together and doing your thing together. So how can we, um, how can we get this record? How can we keep up with you? Is there a website? Is there social media? Like, what's the best way to be in touch with Parker and Alexander and Spaghetti Eddie? We, 
Yes, yes. Brendan, you go ahead, man. <laughs> um, so with with the album that came out in January, we decided to revamp a couple things, and we obviously have a disconnect between Spaghetti Eddie and Park and Alexander for different reasons, but mainly that we just wanted to kind of like with John involved, we didn't want to say, oh, you know, we're still doing our own thing, but we now we have this guy here that's kind of helping us. Like we wanted it to be very much a special situation for him and for us together. So the SpaghettiEddie.com is obviously still our website, but attached to that, you can go to ParkerAndAlexander.com, and it sends you to the same site, but you can pick between the albums and kind of the different bands. And then we've obviously got our social media side of Facebook and Instagram, Parker and Alexander, and Spaghetti Eddie. Uh, Spaghetti Eddie has a Twitter, but it's very much kind of like just a friendly little, hey, how are you? Yeah. You know, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Right. But you can find us there, and obviously they're all streaming on different uh, – Outlets and physical CDs exist as well, which, again, they're slowly going the way of the dinosaur at this point. But we're happy to have them. and we um, So, yeah, check us check us out. Click on our stuff, like our stuff, and hopefully we can get a bigger, broader audience because of it. So huge thanks to Brendan and Eric, Parker and Alexander. Awesome to talk to you guys. Awesome to hear what you've done with this music. Give it a listen. It's really, really good. Really, really good. You know, if you know Spaghetti Eddie and you love Spaghetti Eddie, you're going to find that these songs are in a very Spaghetti Eddie style, which is a very, very good thing. And now, here is their song, Noah, from the album All of Us, Bible Songs for Everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy. Stay good. Talk to you very soon. been good like everyone should now go and build a giant ship out of cypress wood and no it did just as god asked and it was really quite a task and people thought he was a little cuckoo bad people laughed and sang saying where you going in that huge thing there's no water in your backyard you've been working way too hard Noah, Noah, what was it? God told you, told you. He said it's gonna rain for 40 days and nights. You better build that ark and seal it tight. Noah, grab your family and all the animals you see and get ready for a long, long ride. But soon they laughed no more when the rain began to pour. The rain became a flood and covered the earth with the water and mud. Can we go outside? This has been a really long ride Forty days and forty nights That's a long time in an ark, right? Noah, Noah, what was it? God told you, told you He said it's gonna rain for forty days and nights You better build that ark and seal it tight Noah, grab your family and all the animals you see And get ready for a long, long ride To Noah's mind Let the birds of a feather go check on the weather And see what they find Maybe a green leaf of some kind He put a dove in the sky and let it fly And brought back a sign of life God made a promise then I'll never flood the earth again Then the water went down and they gathered round And said let new life begin Noah, Noah 
What was it God told ya, told ya? He said it's gonna rain for 40 days and nights. You better build that ark and seal it tight. Noah, grab your family and all the animals you see and get ready for a long, long ride. Stuff.